First of all, hi. Hey, I haven't Clay. seen you. I know. It's been a while. What I want to tell you about is how I met her. Okay. I met Amy at a dodgeball party. So we met, and I was initially romantically interested in her. And I told her in like a really cute way by asking my friend to go find out if she had a boyfriend. She later described it as so 90s. Or juvenile. <laughs> Long story short, we, through a series of very unfortunate events, kissed under some stairs. And it's like very funny. And I'm going to play you a little bit of that. There was a predator who had you in his crosshairs. A predator is such a wonderful way of describing this man. Like, oh my God, it just wouldn't go away. Like, <laughs> so, so it kind of got to that point in the party where like the music slowed down and some people were like, you know, eyeing each other. This person, he's making like a beeline for you and you know it's not going to be pretty. And so you survey the room to look at your options. No, this actually is what happened. You were swaying in the wind <laughs> because you just, I don't know, you'd lost all faculties at this Correct. point. Yeah, no um, faculties. So I think you thought you were dancing, but what you were doing was just swaying alarmingly. And we try to hide under the stairs, very British Harry Potter style. Yeah. But then... We genuinely did. And then Stuart showed up and starts looking at us. I would say aggressively eyeing us, Right. Yeah, I, yeah, I'd say trying to slowly approach, but not knowing what he's going to do once he has approached. We kind of brainstorm out loud. We're like, okay, we need to make him go away. What can we do? Yeah, I see the the resignation in your eyes when you realize that the only appropriate option is to make out. I believe I made it really clear that I wasn't. I was like, I'm not happy about this. <laughs> this goes on for about a minute, roughly, maybe two. Then we yeah. look up and. We're surprised to find that Stuart's face is about three inches from our faces. Yeah. And he's just leering, I think is the best word. Yeah, he's like borderline participating. Unsubtling, can we give the message of get lost? (laughs) The only thing we can do now is double down and like kiss each other again. (laughs) So that's what we do. And this is when, this is when Stuart, who previously had been leering, did a new verb, started to slow clap. Like 80 slow clap. <laughs> and it's, it's, I, I didn't know what to feel in the moment. Did you not feel like the most serene kind of happiness you've ever felt? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, oh, wow. I, there's not one part of me not tingling because everything about this is amazing. And so that was just the first night that I met Amy. It was while I was living in London, and over the next two years, after that incident under the stairs, we became very close friends. When I moved back to the U.S. last year, I had this idea for the podcast, and one of the ways I stayed in touch with Amy was to start recording our conversations. So she opened up a little bit more, told me a little bit about her past, and told me a story about a really bad first date that she went on. You got set up, right, through a friend? No, in fact, this was a comedy night. So he actually writes about the comedy. 
and we and because he did but i didn't really speak to him for very long took numbers whatever um so we went out on this date let this come across guard the guardian is a well-respected you'd call it a posh newspaper and it is for the educated sort lovely stuff so we're thinking we're going to get a level here a level of human being educated sophisticated etc so then we went for the drink um and we went to a pub and yeah so we sat on a picnic bench outside this pub so the whole evening was spent very academically discussing comedy so it wasn't even like it was a funny evening talk about funny jokes we'd heard it was let's discuss the artistic nuances of comedy what works what doesn't work it was very interesting, but I wouldn't call it flirty or sexy in any way. Um, <laughs> normal, standard night. Chat, like I chatted to a mate I've known for a long time. This is what, even before we got to London Bridge, we caught, like, called an end to the night. I was like, I've got to go back to London Bridge, for that is how I get home. He was like, I will walk you there. Let's just pop to the loop, meet outside. Fine, pop to the loop, meet me outside. He's like, had a great evening. Well, bam, suddenly the world's largest vacuum is on my face. <laughs> That is his mouth. So he literally just, it was like a gate outside the bar. He on I can't even tell you, you need to get a vision of the road just near where this pub is, is one of the busiest in London. So there's people going, Whoa. do not like PDA. There are people walking within millimetres of us. my face. I had moisture. Once he finds, like, finally unlocked, I had moisture on my top left eyebrow. <laughs> How does that get there? That's not true. It is actually true. It's actually true. I had to wipe my eyebrow. Because this guy was... But here's the thing, right? This guy owns property. (laughs) So you have to accept it. I mean, upper left eyebrow moisture and all. Yeah. He owns property in London. I was like, in terms of investment, (sighs) this man is legit. But he's just molested all of my face. We really, the whole own... top to bottom, left to right, the whole face. Yeah, he was like, I'm going to give you the full experience. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so much going on. But also because I was, like, the, this wasn't on the cards. I hadn't got this. Hey, we're at, we're at Snog O'Clock. Hadn't got there. <laughs> but he, was, like, he wasn't just at Snog O'Clock. He was a, how can I actually? Yeah, he was trying to get my entire head in his mouth. <laughs> but then you walked over to London Bridge. And so, yeah, I feel and like this like, happened again, shock, right? Yeah, in shock and, and horror. <laughs> Um, I was like, I need to go to London Bridge. I was like, I will walk you to there. I was like, oh. But you're thinking, how do I, how do I escape? On the way, his tube stop was actually on the way. So I was like, that's how you get home. So, see ya. Let me drink it. Like, whoa, like patted him on the back. Goodbye, say. He's like, no, no. I'll do the gentlemanly thing, like in the middle of London, which is lighter than daytime with thousands (laughs) of people about. I was in danger. Um, You were in danger, but. He wasn't protecting yeah, you from the danger. The man actually walking to me to the station. So we get to the station and he's like, uh, I can't remember what he said, but he suddenly grabs him by the arm and he's like, I just need to do that again or something horrendous oh, and like, but clenchingly awful like that. And then he kind of pulls us into this archway and he starts like nasty style making out with me. Ugh. I have read somewhere that if you're attacked by a bear, stay very still. <laughs> So this is very much the approach I took. <laughs> like, just stay. I'm, I could have been, I think a couple of times I was actually classified as dead. I was staying that still. Um, like, someone came past, took my pulse, was like, this girl's actually dead. <laughs> 
oh, it wasn't just to my face. It wasn't just happening to my face. Something yeah, hands have been involved. You. He groped Please you. Please don't. Due to my like, certification of death, <laughs> my hands were not involved. Yeah. My hands were not moving. My hands were just right by my side. Just not moving. Rigor mortis. Um, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, rigor mortis. Set in. Fully set in. <laughs> so then he tried to go for, and as we've established, he tried to go for the goods. He tried to go for a butt grope. Oh, boy. Do not touch the crown jewels. <laughs> like, that. this butt is insured for a million. Like, don't touch it. <laughs> Ten million? What are you talking about? Ten million. <laughs> so don't touch it. So I, the only move You bat that away. Was to bat that away. Unfortunately, what he took back to mean is, don't go south, my friend. That's an invitation to go north. So he just winds his hand towards my front. And then I know what you're thinking, right? He's an adult man. He writes for The Guardian. He's got all of his shit together. He's going to go for a tender boob caress, isn't he? Oh, no, good sir. What he's going to do is just get his hand on the boob and then honk it. (laughs) Just like a... Which no woman has ever found fun, ever. Nothing enjoyable about that. But do you know what? It's funny. I'll give you that. But no woman goes, oh, my God. You've touched that in a way that I never knew I could feel like this. No. <laughs> You're just groping a podgy part of me. <laughs> and that's when I went from like rigor mortis to fully, to fully disgruntled. Um, my face evacuated from his. Like I had to obviously like fully unsuction it. Yeah, it was, oh God. Um, was like, thanks for that. He waffled on about, oh, I can't wait to do this again. And then I just went, I didn't even wait till I was out of his eye shot before I started texting everyone I knew to <laughs> tell them what just happened. Okay, but I think the real kicker, though, I mean, the next day he emailed you. Oh, no. Yeah, emailed me to inform me that I was a trouser-tighteningly good kisser. Most incredible thing, the man writes for a living. Honestly. Trouser-tighteningly. To which I replied with, yeah, well, I replied with, I actually don't think it's appropriate to mention your boner. That's what you said. Yeah. In a first date follow-up email. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't, probably wouldn't mention your boner. It's just not cool. You're an Esquire. Like, does your mortgage provider know that you do this? And he was like, oh, well, I did think about saying um, hot under the collar, Lee. Not even a thing. (laughs) He writes. Neither of those are things. I know they're not things. And so I was like, right. And so I just didn't reply. And then he sent like a few more messages being like, I'm so sorry. I fully regret. He's like, I fully regret that email. I'm like, what you should have regretted is being a terrible kisser. That was your first mistake. Basically messaged me like, that's the nicest date I've had in a long time. Like they've all, basically they've all been disasters. I was like, what? Why were they all these, what are these awful, these awful women you must be meeting that I was your like golden child? <laughs> um, like, yeah. And then he went on holiday for two weeks. He was like, I hope to hear from you while I'm away. Hope you think about this. He came what? back after two weeks and was like, I'd hoped I'd come back from my holiday to an email from you. I'm like, <laughs> I had literally, again, forgotten he had existed. So if you're curious about what Amy's love life was like when we recorded the story of the Guardian writer a year ago. Like, honestly, I'm in, I'm in Sainsbury's. I get that milk for one with a like, sense of hell yeah. And if you're wondering what Amy's love life is like as of a couple months ago when we got to record in person. The only context that you need to understand this is that before I met Amy, she dated a man called Ross for a few years. They broke up 
And after I left the UK, they eventually got back together. So, I hate you. Fine. I just feel like you should know. <laughs> That's good. I, I hate you in such a way that it's hard to put into words. That works for podcasts. <laughs> I think it's known as heartbroken. It's another. Mm-hmm. I see. Bitter. Bitter. See. Disillusioned. Mm-hmm. Lonely. Mm-hmm. These are all of the feelings that I feel, and they're all your fault. <laughs> I mean, I'll take it. I'll absolutely take it. You've had a grand impact on my life, and we've known each other. We've hung out all of... This is like the third time we've hung out. Yeah. There was the stairs. There was that time you told me that you don't hang out with men or have men as friends. And then there was those times that we did the interviews. And then... <laughs> yeah, then this time. And, now, and then the fourth time will actually be when I bust through the doors of your wedding with your man to say, I object! To which case, everyone will just... <laughs> actually, what will happen is Stuart will stand up in the audience and go... <laughs> he will because that is his only purpose it's only real talent. he's actually a professional clapper <laughs> in the story in the lifetime movie they make of our lives and our my unrequited love oh my i just don't i think ryan philippe i think the role of stewart <laughs> so you found love i didn't find love <laughs> you drudged you it up you from the path do this to an english person yeah i have a long-term tolerability for another human <laughs> yeah and that's this is all based off your father's marriage advice just bump along yeah just bump along don't grind each other down too much die yeah just don't annoy each other enough that you're the cause of each other's death mm. <laughs> and then some natural cause or a bus will get you <laughs> bus probably sure. bus <laughs> um, and then la da da yeah die. I think it's interesting how you fell back in love, air quotes here. I mean, yeah, because what I did was break him down. I literally broke down his philosophical understanding of the universe. Yeah. Until I then silently said nothing Yeah. about us being together. I just hung about him for long enough until he broke as a person. He's bought a ring. He has not bought a ring. What do you think is the best way for me to kill myself? I reckon I can see you going like really flamboyantly, like like choking on flowers or something like that. <laughs> I mean, do you want to tell the world anything about how you silently found love? No. <laughs> what you've done is you found a man on the internet. Yes, before it was cool. What advice would you give to other people that go on dates like you did? Um, wear armor. <laughs> Maybe take a gun. <laughs> I think that's probably. The best advice I can ever give anyone. <laughs> I mean, if you like, give it an edge, take a parent. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tricky one. I have got no genuine date advice because I just got molested and then was like, well, that's terrible. Yeah. I'll, I'll go back with my old boyfriend. Yeah. He's lovely, though. I've got that should be noted. He's pretty fit. <laughs> he is. He's. He is fair and he is lovely and he is good for me. That should be noted. So I'm confused. Are you framing this as she was one of the many people you could see yourself marrying? Or is this <laughs> to introduce me to her as a person? <laughs> to introduce you to her as a person. Gotcha. I don't think that we... We actually firmly established within five, ten minutes of eating each other that marriage was not on the cards. So, but they'd like been off and on, like getting back together. And every time she mentioned like, oh, are we dating? He would like run for the hills. Yeah. Like, no, we're not. We're not dating. This We're just hanging out, you know? Mm-hmm. 
So they started hanging out again, and she said, I'm just going to wait it out. I'm just going to, like, silence myself into... Like, she just didn't say anything yeah. for over six months until he finally was like, so, are we dating? Like, she gave him the space yeah. to be comfortable enough to uh, express his emotions or feelings towards her. Yeah, it's not that she's si- – I feel like describing it as silence yourself into No, those, sounds, that's my, her description, not mine. No, I know, but I'm saying, like, for the listener <laughs> or the person who doesn't know her, it's, I don't think the description – does justice That's true. to what you're trying to do. The relationship that she's in now. She just basically allowed it, allowed him to define it when he was ready rather than asking. Are you ready to Are you ready it? to label it? Okay, and time for some credits for this episode. Another shout out, burn the usual, to Emma. And thank you to Amy. Thank you for being probably the funniest person that I've ever met. Editing this episode has been one of the most challenging because I've had to go back and delete so many times when I sound like such an idiot and to cut out all the times where I'm just rolling on the ground laughing because you're so funny and I'm unable to literally control myself during those parts. Of course, a shout out to Poddington Bear. I use some of his music. If you like this podcast, I've said this before, I'll say it again. Please subscribe. Please tell your friends about us. You can find us on the website, findinglovepodcast.com. If you have feedback or if you just want to get in touch, you can reach me at findinglovepodcast at gmail.com. And coming up on the next episode of Finding Love on Memorial Day weekend. Bye. <laughs> All right, bye. I have a lot to cut out. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry about that. What? No, I'm the one who was talking. Brad, you did it. You have got you got your, a match you got your work cut out for it? Oh, no. Oh, this is horrifying. Wait. Oh, God. We might be trapped in here. <laughs>